there are a lot eh, like with management contracts and distribution contracts and production contracts. I just really highly recommend reading it because you could lose the rights to your personality. You could lose the rights to controlling your social media. You could lose the rights to owning your song. So before you sign anything, especially when you're starting out, really understand the value that you have and think about your future and think about what you really want for yourself. So if you want to be independent, there are many ways to fundraise. There are websites that do that so that you can do everything by yourself. And I did things independently for the longest time. So I think I'm very happy that I decided not to sign with anyone for a very long time. I'm still open to it, but generally, I'm still enjoying being independent until now. This episode is brought to you by HelixPay. HelixPay easily enables recurrent payments across all major Philippine payment methods. Check out the independent collective HelixPay store at www.indy-co-membership.helixpay.ph and join HelixPay today at www.helixpay.ph or check out the links in our show notes. Pushing boundaries through socially engaged conversations, this is the Independent Collective. everyone and welcome back to another episode. It's me, Talia, and I'm back again with another special guest, Marty Franca. So Marty Franca is a Manila-based independent singer-songwriter who creates deeply intimate indie folk pop music rooted in personal experience and reflection in both sound and writing. Although he is more recognized for his heartbreak hits such as Spaces and Things You'll Never Know, he strongly advocates mental health awareness in songs such as 25 and San Francisco. He also advocates for the financial independence of independent musicians by giving talks on building revenue streams in the music industry. Since starting his professional music career in 2018, he has released 11 singles with a collective 12 million streams on Spotify. His latest single, Everybody's Getting Married, talks about entering your late 20s and finding yourself feeling left behind by friends and family who are making strides in their careers and personal lives. Today, I am with him to give a little insight about what he is like behind the scenes and to let him share his passion and interest for music. So let's give it up for Marty. Before we begin, how are you today? It's so nice to meet you again and I'm definitely excited to have this discussion with you. Yes, nice to see you again. I'm doing good. Thursday is always like the most lazy day because it's like Friday, but it's still kind of the work day. Tapos kaka tapos mo lang sa hump day. So I'm hoping that after this, gaganahan ulit ako magtrabaho. But yeah, oh doing great. So what's your main job right now? Because of the economy, I do a lot of things. <laughs> my day job is in advertising. So I do have my own advertising agency. Tapos, of course, there's my music where I write, produce, and do shows. And then I still have my income from my songs. And lastly is, I am also in the music industry on the business side. So I'm part of a label called Underdog Music with my partner, Miguel. 
And we currently distribute music with Morissette, if you're familiar with her. And basically our goal is really to create better contracts for musicians and to create better deals, trying to find a way to work with up and coming musicians in the best possible way where we profit, but also they profit because there are a lot of contracts out there where it's mostly just for the benefit of the level. I kind of want thing that really, really respects all artists in every aspect and by showing transparency. Yeah. So a question related to that is that Siyempre, when you're young and inexperienced in the music industry, you would be willing to simply accept everything happily without really looking into it even more. So what are some of the red flags that upcoming artists should look at before joining any of that? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So, yun nga, yung musicians are always encouraged to read their contracts. And the downside to that is when the, some musicians who actually do read the contracts also have difficulty understanding the legal jargon. The first thing you should probably look at is percentages. Because there are fair percentages wherein they're like, oh, we'll produce all of your music, we'll pay for everything, and then you get a 50-50 split na lang tayo. Which is fair because you wrote the song so you get 50 and then they get 50 for producing it. And then there are those who will really push the limit of that split to, I think it was an industry standard before mga 80 to 90%, leaving 10% for the musician. It's a little bit harder to justify because it is getting easier to produce your own music versus before na sobrang mahal ng studio time, sobrang mahal ng everything. But now there are a lot of great producers who are working off their home studios. There are a lot of studios that are affordable na rin. And yung ganun, like, it's becoming not super worth it to give away 80 to 90% of your song for not so much of an investment. And of course, we've recently seen a big shift in the music industry dahil kay Taylor Swift, who has re-recorded her music na Taylor's version, which made some labels realize that they should put a stipulation in their contract wherein songwriters are not allowed to re-record their music. So that could be another red flag wherein they take full ownership of your song during your contract and after your contract. A word that could be put in the contract is in perpetuity, which basically just means that they own your song forever. They can compile your music in different album versions. They can use your music for a karaoke version of your song. They can have people revive your music na i-cover, tapos i-re-release, tapos wala, sila pa rin talaga may ari. There are a lot, eh, like with management contracts and distribution contracts and production contracts. I just really highly recommend reading it because you could lose the rights to your personality. You could lose the rights to controlling your social media. You could lose the rights to owning your song. So before you sign anything, especially when you're starting out, really understand the value that you have and think about your future and think about what you really want for yourself. So if you want to be independent, there are many ways to fundraise. There are websites that do that so that you can do everything by yourself. And yin lang. I did things independently for the longest time. Kasi. So I think I'm very happy that I decided 
not to sign with anyone for a very long time. I'm still open to it, but generally, I'm still enjoying being independent until now. Yeah, and it's great that you're able to redefine yourself and navigate through the music industry because I'm sure that mm. it will be very complicated, especially as an independent musician. And oh. so, how did you get into music in the first place? I think a common thing that I've noticed in all of the musicians I've interviewed so far is that they started like grade school palang. Mm. So is it the same with you? Yeah, I picked up the guitar when I was in the fourth grade. Wow. Tapos, most of the learning that I use now is from songbooks. So that they meron yung 25. Pe- I don't know if until now meron pa. I'm sure naman meron. Yung 25 peso na songbooks with whatever the pop hits are with chords. Tapos in the middle there's a chord chart. So dun ako nag-aral dante through whatever is on the top hits, and then I'll just practice those. I had some classes. I went to Yamaha for a bit. And some other schools to learn guitar, but that's more classical. Na I learned how to play classical and some other pieces really well. But today I'm more acoustic, blues, jazz, ganon, which I had to learn by myself and through YouTube. So grade four, tapos, I didn't really start writing professionally until maybe high school or college. Although I did write songs no grade four ako. Nah, it's not so good, but. I did, I did. Pero the songs that you hear now, alone or things you'll never know, came in when I was in college. Some songs that led to that were written in fourth year high school. Na that's when I started practicing more. So yeah, over the years, na talaga, I was inspired by different musicians like John Mayer, and I had a YouTube channel in between because of artists like AJ Raphael or Gay Bondock. So there are so many things that happened in between that kind of inspired me to go and become a musician, a singer-songwriter today. So I'm just happy that ngayon I feel like I've made my little mark in the Philippine music industry or in music in general. Yeah, you definitely did. I think I remember talking to the other musicians. Na they were asking, "Who, who am I? Are we gonna perform with?" And I was like, "Oh." Mentioning other people, and then like Marty Franca, they were like, "Oh, Marty Franca, I love his music." And then, yeah, so they love you and they love your music. So it just goes to show that you really did make an impact in the Philippine music industry. And I'm just curious, lang, what drew you to playing the guitar specifically instead of other instruments like the piano and all of that? And were your parents supportive of your music career? Young guitar, actually, my late uncle. Actually, was the first one to give me a guitar, and alam mo naman yung mga tito, medyo mabiro sila. So he's just like, oh, kung matuto ka magitara, marami kang chicks ganon. So it was really more of just like this light-hearted joke, na oh maybe like this could be like a social tool for you. And <laughs> I always tell people na parang oh my uncle gave it to me because he thought I could impress girls by playing the guitar. Uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Anyway, so that being my first instrument that was handed down to me, I just really enjoyed learning. And because there were so many supplementary materials, like yung ay yung songbook, that made it so much easier to learn. And then over the years, YouTube made it very easy to learn. And my parents are a little bit here and there, but my dad was 
very supportive in the sense na he knew that I was really into guitars. So he would support me with mostly the gear that I have. So he bought me my first electric guitar. Tapos on my graduation, he also got me a guitar. In major parts of my life, like maybe birthdays or graduation or another graduation, he would normally get me another instrument to play around with. Today, a lot of the instruments that I own are yung ako na yung buibile. Pero it was very important in my growth na it's not easy financially because instruments are expensive. But my dad was supportive on that slate. And my mom naman used to be a musician when she was in high school. She was a vocalist of a band. And I guess in general, she's just supportive of any sort of music. She's not like a fangirl type. Like, I know there are a lot of parents that are just stage parents. But my mom has always been more of firm Now, what happens next. Okay, you've released this song. It's doing well. What next? Don't get arrogant. Stay humble. Get on. Like it's not like fangirl. It's more like just continue the work and keep going and don't let anything get into your head, no matter how big the opportunity is. So, get on. They also made me go to theater, like musical theater, for like nine years. It's a trumpets play shop. So. I think most of my singing, socializing, self-confidence came from musical theater. Yeah, they're an amazing support system. Because I think a problem that a lot of people have, especially with Asian parents, Filipinas. But it's good that they were like a healthy mix. Chris Jenner like the parang smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's a little bit like that now. Na growing up, kasi, parents kind of wanted to have a thing. As I grew older, the name medyo may struggle and merong parang disconnect na. Really? You wanna get into music? It's like, that's when it started getting a little bit harder to justify na what I do for a living. Pero, I think at the end of the day, if you can show your financials, like in my family, we're very strict about numbers and my dad's really into math and. I think until today I'm still fighting for it naman. I'm still fighting for that. Parang ma-validate na music talaga yung career na pipiliin ko. And it's very hard to explain to most people that there is that path and there is a way to become financially stable through music. But yeah, it just takes a while. And I'm still ongoing in that journey, but I try to use the negative reactions as motivation lang to try to Get it right. No matter how many times I kind of fail at this or that, I always try to figure out what mistake I made and how to do it better. And ayan, struggle pa rin. Asian parents always a struggle. But at the end of the day, buhay mo yan. Tapos kung kaya mong buhayin yung sarili mo through what you do. And if you're very, very hell-bent on becoming successful, then you have to be. Like, you have to wake up every morning and tell yourself, no, I have to get this right and I have to do one thing every day that pushes me forward at least one step forward yeah 
Yeah, and it's understandable naman that they think that way because in their heads, they're just looking out for you naman. And it's great that you have that kind of mindset talaga moving forward. And I'm sure that kind of mindset will really propel you to success talaga. I mean, right now, you're very successful talaga. It's hard for Filipino musicians, like starting from scratch, to mm. really become successful. Congratulations talaga. Thank you. And very curious, since pagiging musician mo seems to be really ingrained in your life, like since grade school, like grade four, you're already playing the guitar. If you didn't become a musician now, what would you be doing right now? It's really just a toss-up between being more focused in advertising. So I am in advertising now. And as much as I sort of enjoy doing it professionally, I think just because there is music in my life, hindi ko siya nagiging number one priority. But assuming that there was never any music in my life, I feel like advertising would have been my thing. I was never good with school. I was never good with exams and stuff. Pero in college, I was very good at marketing. And I really enjoyed giving pitches, thinking about creative ideas, trying to come up with clever ways to promote something for other brands. But because I do have music in my life, that's the creativity that I feel like I have is something that I apply more to the music side. Even if I weren't a musician, I feel like I would still want to do something along the lines of music, whether it's like a manager or a label owner or in tech or distribution. Like I love researching music tech. Pretty much like advertising might be like the pinaka stable answer. <laughs> yeah, and just wondering since you're in advertising and all that, how do you think is the best way to, let's say, promote an upcoming band? Because I think that's a problem. Gaining traction, gaining exposure. So what's yeah. a good like advertising strategy or technique like, for other listeners right now aspiring to be a musician like you? Yeah, it can vary because from genre. Like, I will always tell people, for example, na oh, don't skim out on... I know TikTok's big and I would always recommend na, use TikTok. Like, study the way other musicians use TikTok. Try to apply it in your own way. Try to make it yours. Keep doing it. Kailan consistent ka because you never really know what's going to work. But I also tell people not to skim out on the other ones. So there are three, right? There's TikTok, Reels, and Shorts. And they all function differently even though they seem like they're the same thing. So TikTok's algorithm is focused on virality. So how people interact with the video will result in how the platform pushes it. So when people like it, when people comment it, when people watch longer, they tend to push that no matter what type of content that is. Serial someone, they tend to push content na you spent more time on. Like for example, I like skateboarding videos. So Instead of showing me multiple types of videos, it tends to show me skateboarding videos among, like, above anything else. So they're more about how long you can keep scrolling on a content that you already like, instead of letting you discover the new types of content. And YouTube has always been the biggest video platform. It's very interesting how they use it because. Shorts feels more like their algorithm rewards the ones who consistently post and who follow the best practices. Like 
if you use the three hashtags, I think is the recommended for shorts. If you post maybe twice a week or maybe every day, you post ka. Hindi siya necessarily for virality purposes, yung YouTube. It's more about consistency. And it rewards those who will constantly release content na around the same type. So if you're a musician, try to always stick to that kind of theme. Na it has to do with that. If you're a page that talks about games, then you can do short videos on games. One of my favorites is like wildlife. I follow wildlife philosophy and science. So I follow a lot of those types of content on YouTube. So your short score is more educational. Like in one minute, they'll tell me about polar bears or in one minute, they'll tell me about Friedrich Nietzsche. Bagaran. So understand the different platforms, but always go back to the core of what you are as a musician or what you represent. Because sometimes TikTok isn't the way to go for, let's say, kung sobrang grunge ka naman or you're not supposed to be the type to play with the rules. Maybe the best marketing that you have is just performing in as many locations as possible. Maybe using flyers is still cool for you because nobody else is using flyers. So it's a unique way to promote your music. Maybe messaging people on YouTube comments like let's say you're a grunge band and then you sound like Nirvana. So you can comment down on all of the Nirvana videos now. Hey, if you listen to Nirvana, my music's kind of similar. I hope you guys can give it a shot. Like if you like it, subscribe to my channel. There are so many, so many different ways to promote your music aside from your typical ones like your music videos, lyric videos, gigs, TikTok, Reels. There's so many others that you just Isipin na what kind of music do I make? What do I represent? Who do I talk to? Like you have a song about commute, like about how hard it is to commute in the Philippines. So the best place to put your promotional materials is inside a trike or uh, stickers in the LRT. <laughs> so always understand your touch points and who you're creating music for. Yeah, thank you for that. And I do actually realize that it does make sense yung TikTok more on the viral side and mm. everything. So, which platform do you like the most? Have you tried promoting your music on all three? So, yes, I do. I experiment with all three and I still love TikTok the most. Although I see shorts to be one of the highest potential because it does reward your consistency and your hard work. I feel like in the long run, it might become better for musicians. But the thing about TikTok is they create all the trends. Eh? Like everything that's posted on Reels and posted on Shorts normally comes from TikTok. We don't know what kind of content types they come up with. Sometimes it's super duper random. Maybe it's a popular sound or maybe it's just two sec- like five seconds of a dog or it's just so random yeah. and you never really know what comes out of TikTok which makes it that much more interesting Now you can keep putting out content as a musician or personally nga sa TikTok hindi ako yung one content type eh. like there are videos na I'll talk about plants there are videos that I'll talk about like music songwriting and then there are some that I just make jokes and I just like to be funny or I like to share an insight so it's a kind of platform where you can completely be yourself. 
that's why I kind of recommend it to people and try to understand how you can use TikTok for yourself. Because there is a space for TikTok for everyone. There is lawyer TikTok, there is tech TikTok, and like there is billiards TikTok. Like every single thing will have its own community there somehow. So mm-hmm. just keep creating and wag lang mag expect. Like do it for fun, and the numbers will come later. Did you attempt to make a trend with your song on TikTok, and how did it go? Not really. Like when I think about it, kasi my songs are not for trends. I have friends kasi kunwari na there are certain lines in their song na oh use this part of the song for ganito or use this song to dance to ganyan. But my songs are so emotional I guess na I don't see it as something to create a trend with. It feels so personal and it feels like a lot of people who listen to my music are just like oh thank you so much for sharing this because I didn't know that anyone else was feeling this way. And so the kind of content I create is more of have you ever felt ganito? And then I share the song or I wrote a song about this or it's more like explaining and it's more about just trying to make people feel seen and heard. Yeah, I think people also like to know the backstory of stuff. It's like you're the male Taylor Swift. I remember because <laughs> when I was younger, I used to listen to Taylor Swift and I was like, damn, it's like yeah. she's reading my diary. <laughs> exactly, that's the feeling na. No matter how dark the emotion is, like for example, San Francisco does deal with darker themes of depression, ganon. But I don't resolve it. Some people have told me, for example, oh, dapat ano, like when does it get happy? Do you give people advice in the song? In the last verse, do you kind of give them some sort of resolution? And I normally tell them, no. Kunwari, you're hurting. Are you dating someone? Have you ever dated anyone? Me? Yeah. I'm currently dating someone. Yeah, and sometimes like kunwari, you rant to your boyfriend or your significant other, and sometimes you just don't want to hear solutions. Yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> dapat, true. It's just like dapat, you should have done this na lang, babe. <laughs> dapat ganito na lang mo. And then you're just like, I just wanted to share, and I'm not asking for a solution. I just wanted you to listen. And I think that's what music should be like also na you don't tell people na parang oh something bad happened to me. So here's the solution to that problem. Sometimes people yeah. just want to know that they're not alone. And I think it's funny because my old songs are all sad and then I released a song called New Home which is happy and people are just like wow from spaces to new home. So it can happen like people can be happy at one point. And some people are like oh I'm not yet there but i hope i get there to new home and there are some people naman na, i used to listen to your songs na, that are sad but now i'm listening to new home because i'm happy now i treat my music like a journey and i won't pretend like i've got things figured out and if i'm confused i will share that confusion if i'm sad i will share that sadness and i hope that helps another person feel like oh okay that's great na this like preach Yeah. He's just trying to be there for me. You have to be heard lang talaga. And what inspired you to write New Home since it's so different from the old ones? Ah, uh, yeah. So, New Home is about my now girlfriend who is also a musician. Her name is Leah. And I had never written like a decent love song for anyone I had dated before. There are some na attempts. 
But I always tell people that love songs are the hardest to write because you're not sure what has not been said yet because everything has been said about love but not a lot of things have been said about well marami naman rin for sadness but i feel like there's more to discover by with sadness but with happiness it's how do you express love without it feeling superficial or cheesy i didn't want to make a song kasi na hmm, yeah it's sweet but it's not deep or i don't understand like love is normally so one sided na it's always just i'm happy and i want to be with this person forever but i wanted to write a song that describes a person as more of safety than happiness like when somebody is your home it feels safe and soft and comforting and when someone is home it doesn't mean that everything is okay it just means that even when things are hard there is someone there with you to make things feel a little bit better Ganon, I just wanted to put my own flavor into like a happy song. And New Home is what came out and we worked very very hard on even the arrangement. And my girlfriend was the one who co-produced it. She's the one who helped with the arrangement. She was very particular about the drums and the piano and the builds. She's proud of the song being written about her. So she wanted the actual final product to be good as well. <laughs> so what it is now is a product of her brain as well. Yeah, that's so cute. Parang power couple talaga <laughs> And that's a good perspective actually. I think a common misconception is that pag love there's always the butterflies. When in reality it's being comfortable. It's like feeling at home and it's good that you're able to do that through song. And with that in mind, What do you feel like is the best song you've ever released and why? Or is it New Home? Be- best is it's subjective because for example, I like Things She'll Never Know in a way na it's a sad song and people can relate to it. People love it and enjoy it across different geographies. I think it's the one that really crossed different countries like Korea, Japan, Thailand, I think. Singapore. So there are people listening to that song in many different places. And I think it's a beautiful thing creating a theme that's so universal and creating a vibe that everyone can understand. So in that sense I feel like Things She'll Never Know was really quite a success and even when I come back to it now it's like oh it's clever writing because it's so conversational and I'm not trying to rhyme and Every single sentence bleeds into the the next sentence bleeds into the next sentence. It's like it's a non-stop conversation and it's so wordy. It's so wordy but when people listen to it it's just like okay, I feel like someone's talking to me. But for me personally, the song that never seems to age in feeling is San Francisco because it's a song about mental health. It's not like heartbreak that disappears over time. Nah, you kind of get over and then you learn to love again. Mental health is something that kind of sticks. And when I listen to San Francisco, it's just as painful writing it as it is listening to it years after I wrote it. And it will always remind me of that time that I wrote it. And it will always remind me of the struggles that I have now. Although it's not like it's the complete opposite of things you'll never know. 
it has not crossed over to different countries. It is probably the least listened to na song. And I knew that when I wrote it, when I released it, na perhaps this is not for everyone. And perhaps no one will listen to it except a few people. But it will mean so much to the few people. So I have to release it because it means so much to me. Then I hope it does the same thing for other people. Now it's comforting. And as sad as it is, it makes people feel seen and heard. So yeah, New Home is also up there. But if I were to do extremes, Things You'll Never Know is probably my biggest success. And San Francisco is the song that really sticks with me. Yeah, and it's really nice hearing these backstories about your music, talaga. And I like seeing the sparkle in your eye while you're talking about it and how meaningful these songs are. And you're right, na even though you say that it's not for everyone, I'm sure someone really appreciates it and listens to it and probably cannot live without it because it really comforts them throughout their day. And so you've been doing this for a while. So can you share like a really memorable moment doing this so far? Like the music thing? Yes. <laughs> Most of the memorable stuff is really at the start where everything is new. And although I do have big, big gigs now and it is amazing when I go to Jess and Pat's, for example, and people sing along to my music. And it's also great how people now come to me and message me and tell me their story and why they appreciate my music. I still find it the most memorable starting out. And I had this one gig in Moos, which is in QC, sa Matalina Street. And I performed for one person that night, the waiter. Like, it was an open mic. Nobody showed up to the open mic, na audience members. It was really just me and the other musicians who were just there for each other. But since I was early and the show started and the other musicians haven't arrived, I performed for the waiter. <laughs> and it was like this. It's always so humbling to remember na it's not our right to have an audience. Wala tayong karapatan mag-demand ng support and love from people. Even until today, I don't have that right to demand a fully packed show or something like that. Because people will only come to listen to me if they care about what I'm doing. And no matter how many people there are, whether it's one or a hundred, or at the most, I think I performed for a sec, 500, you still perform the same way. And this happens a lot also for musicians who play last. Nah. It's 2 a.m., it's 3 a.m. The only ones who are left there are the ones who are just really waiting for you or have drank so much, now they're just trying to sober up. And you perform the same way. You perform just like you did in rehearsals, maybe even better. You interact with them, you befriend them, you do the best that you can. I always remember those moments, performing for one person, performing for a few people, being last, befriending the last few people that are stuck in there's this one time it was raining so the last few people couldn't leave yet so they had to watch me those are always the best it's humbling but it's also a bit nerve-wracking that you have to get it right because now there's no hiding from the crowd you have to get it right 
Yeah, and this shows a lot talaga about your character. Usually, people would choose na, oh, my most memorable moment is performing in front of a big crowd. And yours is just like being, oh, I'm happy that I was able to experience performing in front of at least the waiter, the last yeah. people. And yeah, it's good that you had like this parang humbling experience that made you remain, I guess, humble throughout your success talaga in the end. Yeah. And... Yeah, and lastly, before we end, do you have any advice for those who want to pursue their passion for music but are too afraid or hesitant to do so? I think find your safe space would be, if you are afraid, I think it's good to find your safe space with music because you don't need to do what I did because I was doing music in the pre-pandemic era and social media was just starting to get popular and it was just starting to become like the main tool for musicians and i had to do things by going to open mics gaining the confidence to perform for people pushing through or even on bad days you still show up but if that's scary there are a lot of different ways to show off to try being a musician Maybe you could do a TikTok account Now you just do 30-second stuff or one-minute stuff. And you could have a SoundCloud where you create an alias and you just post and then you promote through another alias. Like, you don't have to even show who you are. There are so many musicians out there na parang medyo hidden yung personality nila or they were, like, I am pretty sure people already know who Marshmallow is, but... He's still a, a brand, like he's Marshmallow and he wears like a mask and you don't need to know who he is or see who he is to enjoy his music. So find your safe space and don't be afraid to create and also don't be afraid to feel. I think that's the hardest part, nah, being open to feeling because if you're going to become a musician, you have to be vulnerable and you have to accept that there are things in life that you must go through and you must feel. So in my case, I'm not exactly afraid to get hurt because one is I'm used to it and two is I have my music to help me process whatever emotion there is, whether it's happy or sad. I have my music to help me understand what I'm going through. Yin lang naman. So find your safe space and keep writing and keep feeling. Yin lang. And experience life. You can't write if you don't go out and feel and actually go out with your friends or meet new people or go bungee jumping or travel like you will get more material for your music the more you travel and experience thank you so much for that advice you're really truly an inspiration talaga <laughs> and i'm just really curious talaga sorry one last question before we go lang, go lang. have you ever tried having like a fake name or try to hide in another identity like the ones in soundcloud and everything Uh, Did you ever think about it? <laughs> kind of. Like, when I was starting to make music in high school, we had MySpace. Oh. <laughs> we didn't have SoundCloud yet. We had MySpace. And, and hey, parang late grade school pa ngayon eh, or early high school. But we had MySpace and I think every month was like a different personality. And then, because it's always the same, like Never Shout Never or something like that. So I would have a band name, but I'm just one person. And I even remember one where my band name was Breakfast Breakfast. <laughs> oh. Just because I thought it was cool. And uh, 
I did have that MySpace era hidden personality thing. These days, I'm so focused on Marty Franca, but I still think about maybe making like an alternate genre and an alternate personality just so that I can create that genre without jarring my current audience. But at the same time, music has shifted into accept all genres. And yeah. Willow Smith used to be pop and then she became rock and then indie and now she's doing metal. So yeah. I think it's okay sometimes to pretend like you're someone else and to write music <laughs> that's out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I mean, he see that they used to just wear like that wig before the cover face. Yeah, yeah, right. And also, yeah. na actually yung AI na parang fake K-pop idol or fake idol, and then oh yeah, and so, VTubers, yeah. yeah. So parang people are so, using like these animated personalities. Yeah. yeah, so maybe you'd want to dive into that path one day. Gula talaga ako. Is this smarty? <laughs> so uh, yeah. So, yeah, anyways, maybe. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and for sharing another side of yourself to our audience. So don't forget to follow him on Facebook and Instagram as well. Would you like to promote anything else or do you have any last words for our audience before we end? Promotion-wise, I just really have my latest song, Everybody's Getting Married, which is out on all major streaming platforms. So you can look for that. Follow me on my socials. And it's just the same for everything at Marty Franca. M-A-R-T-T-I-F-R-A-N-C-A So all of the socials I do post especially on TikTok. TikTok is where I'm mostly active and Instagram. And yun, for anyone who's listening here who is thinking about being a songwriter, don't put pressure on it. Like, you don't have to be an artist who goes out and tours and you don't have to expect yourself to be a big star or you don't have to think about the failure before it even started. Just open your notepad on your phone, open the recording, open your voice notes on your phone and record even if it's just for yourself and enjoy the process because no one will ever understand feelings the same way songs do. So. Sometimes I don't know what I'm feeling until I've written it. And I'm just like, whoa, I didn't know that. So, yun lang. Enjoy lang, guys. Thank you again. So, please support him and Indico as well on our social media accounts to watch exciting and fun content. Thank you once again, everyone, and have a great day ahead. Thank you for listening to The Independent Collective. This episode was brought to you by The Independent Collective's production team, starting with Rayan Alapar, our sound engineer, Caitlin Isabelho, our executive producer, Jam Ilagan, our show writer, and of course, our co-founder and CEO and the host of this episode, Natalia Patolot. Once again, thanks for listening to The Independent Collective. Till next time.